0: Okay, welcome back, post-Thanksgiving worship gathering. Hopefully you're not um, too inundated with turkey or dressing or whatever your favorite side is to to be able to express your worship today. So if you heard the video, turn to the book of Psalms 107, Psalms 107. As you find your way there, if you are online joining us, if you are new here, we we just want to welcome you. So we're not going to ask you to stand up. We're not going to sell you an extended car warranty today. That's next week. We simply want to thank you. We're going to clap. We're going to applaud because we believe God has you here to work in you an eternal way to glory. So church, can we thank those who are new-ish? So some people ask me, is anyone new here? I've met three families today that are either here for the first time or second time. So yeah, God is bringing... People here to experience his love in a very real way. So why do we gather? We gather, we say it all the time at Bethel, we gather because of the gospel. So one sentence to say what the gospel is. It is Jesus in our place. So we don't tell the world, look at us, we have it together. We say, look at us, we're broken, but Jesus paid it all. So we are not perfect people. We are imperfect people who are redeemed, made holy. That's a different discussion. So for for others who say, well, I I can never have that. No, you can. By faith, you can be made clean. By faith, you can be made right. That is the gospel. We gather because Jesus died in our place. Last week, as you heard, we looked at Gratitude 101, uh, being thankful. And if you missed last week, you are way behind So go back and watch Gratitude 101 because being thankful is the foundation for giving thanks. Because redeemed people should be thankful people because a life of gratitude begins with a redeemed attitude, we say. So when Jesus has changed your heart, everything changes about you. And I think thankfulness is something that we know is a good thing. right? Most of you would say, okay... I know I should be thankful, but if we're honest, some of us find being thankful difficult. Maybe it's because of life circumstances. Maybe it's because of where you are this week. Maybe it's because um, you ate too much for Thanksgiving and you're still feeling the pain of that. Whatever the reason might be, we, we find expressing Thanksgiving difficult. I heard a story recently by uh, George McDonald. Um, tells a story about taking his four-year-old grandson to Chuck E. Cheese. If you don't know what Chuck E. Cheese is, it's a, it's a place that has... Someone predicted that a wasp would attack me today in my sermon, and they were right. <clears throat> Even wasps don't like Chuck E. Cheese, okay? Just let that be a lesson. So Chuck E. Cheese is a place with kind of um, basement level pizza, like cardboard with sauce and cheese. Um, but I, I, I loved it because as a child, you know, you get to go and you spend tokens and you you spend twenty dollars worth of tokens to get a um, a spider ring. I remember thinking this is look how odd, I have a spider ring. I am the epitome of cool. And then if you if you were really good, you got the, the finger trap, right? where you couldn't, you couldn't get it. You're like, hey, brother, try this. <clears throat> so that's Chuck E. Cheese for, the, for those who are not initiated. So they're coming home from Chuck E. Cheese, and the grandmother to the back seat says to the little four-year-old boy, we had an awesome day today. Tell your papa how thankful you are. Silence. So she says, thank you. Obviously, they didn't hear me. So she says it louder. Hey, didn't you enjoy getting your spider ring? Tell your granddad how thankful and how much fun you had today. That's a demon. (laughs) Again, silence. So finally, Papa speaks up. And he's agitated because grandson is now being disrespectful to grandmother. And he speaks up and says, hey, son. I know you had fun today. Look at all that we did. And this is the response from the little four-year-old boy. He said, Papa, I'm thankful. I just didn't want to say it. And I find for many of us, that's the way we feel about gratitude. That we, we say, God, I'm thankful. I just don't want to say it. So today... We're going to change that. Because I believe if Jesus has changed your life, you have a lot to be thankful for. And we're going to give thanks during the sermon. And I'm going to challenge you to give thanks during the response to the sermon. And I'm going to challenge you to give thanks this week. This is going to be a very practical Sunday worship gathering. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to heaven one day and say... To God, God, I was thankful, but I just didn't want to say it. I, I, I want to be someone who gives thanks. And we see this in the book of Psalms 107. We're going to look at one verse today. Well, maybe two, maybe three. One, one in pastor language. One verse. So let's read the verse, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to jump into the word. Got him. Man, look at that. I saw someone motioning. I appreciate you, Brandon. You did not know your pastor was a ninja. Okay. So I've gotten off the rails. Let's Holy Spirit bring us back to a place of worship. Lord, I'm sorry for killing your creation. Psalm 107. Give Thanks. To the Lord, for He is good and His faithful love endures forever. So, today, Gratitude 102, giving thanks. And I've entitled the message today, Breaking Your Silence. Breaking Your Silence. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you, Lord, um, for what you're doing in our lives. And Lord, even moments of distraction. Like we've already had, can be moments where you're trying to get our attention. So, Father, we hear you. May we be a people when we look you one day face to face that we would not stay silent about our gratitude, about our thanksgiving. Help us be a thankful people. Help us be a community who gives thanks because Lord, we believe that those who have changed hearts have much to be thankful for. And Lord, we also ask for those in this worship gathering that don't know you, for those that can't worship yet because they have never tasted and seen that you are good, that this would be the day. Lord, we pray that this would be the day that by faith, They would receive the gift of eternal life. Lord, help them turn from their sin and their dead ways and help them find abundant life that is theirs through Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. So Psalm 107 begins the fifth book in the book of Psalms. So if your Bible is like mine, it has headings. And it says, book five is Psalm 107 through fifty. And this, this final book of of the chorus, it's the hymn book of God's community. If you wondered what hymn book Israel had, this is it. It's the book of Psalms. So the final book in their hymnal began with a hymn of thanksgiving. I don't think God wants us to, to miss that. I believe God wants gratitude to linger in his holy community. Because something Changes in us. Now, we don't know the specific setting for this psalm. But, it portrays a worshiper. If you go back and you read the entire psalm when you get home. It portrays a worshiper who is giving thanks to Adonai in a worship gathering. Like this. Now, we don't have a an altar. We're not sacrificing bulls and goats and and doves, clean animals, right? Animals without blemish. But, but we are gathered together in the name of our God. And the word give thanks here means several things. It could mean to express praise. It could mean to, to give thanks, as the Christian Standard Bible has translated. It, it could mean to make a public confession, But but no matter where you land on that, the word is a word for worship. Think about that. Giving thanks is worship. So our our thankfulness is grounded in our worship with who God is and what he's done for you. So the first aspect of giving thanks is giving thanks is praise. When you are thankful, you are praising the name of. Of the Lord. It's almost as if the presence of the Lord and the praise of his child, those who have been redeemed and called his by the blood of the Lamb, and thanksgiving go hand in hand. I would say it this way you show me someone who's ungrateful, and I would show you someone that probably doesn't know Jesus. Because how can you be ungrateful when you realize what God has done for you? For you through his son, and then you realize what abundant life really looks like. That's the hope we have. So giving thanks is praise. And genuine worship always flows from a satisfied heart. It's the heart, it's the heart that leaves the Thanksgiving table full and fat and joyful. Because you were already full of turkey and then you asked yourself, do I want the pecan cobbler? And you said, that's not a question I asked today. The answer is yes. And you knew it was too much, but you couldn't help yourself. And you you leave the table saying, well, I'm full. That's the way our worship should be. We should leave here saying, God, I am full. Full, and I am satisfied because of what you have done for me in Jesus Christ. And the fact that we can even enter the throne is enough to make the darkest heart rejoice. The fact that we can come here and be in the presence of God. The fact that we can even read this word, give thanks and worship to God should cause us to rejoice Because there's not a single person in here that should be in here. None of us, right? None of us deserve to be in the presence of God. And yet, through Jesus Christ, we have an open door to our Heavenly Father. That's thanksgiving. That's the heart of gratitude. And I wonder, as we read this psalm, as we look at our gratitude... What would happen if we measured our worship, not by the music or not by the sermon or not by how we felt, but if we measured our worship by the the amount of thanksgiving that came from the lips of the redeemed? What would happen if we left this place saying, wow, we gave a lot of thanks today. And we know that heaven heard us. So we are going to give thanks. If you're not thankful, don't participate. I'm serious. Because if you're not thankful, I would say you don't know Jesus Christ. But our hope is that by the time you leave here, the Holy Spirit would convict you of sin and you would see that Jesus is the way, that he is the truth, and that he could be your life by faith. So we're going to break our silence throughout this sermon. We're going to read Psalm 107, verse 1. So if you don't have your Bibles out, this is a good time to get it. I think it's on the screen behind us. So thanksgiving is praise. So we're going to break our silence. We're going to read it slow. We're going to read it with conviction. We're going to read it with boldness because we believe God hears our praise. You ready? Let's break our silence. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Thanksgiving is our worship. But there's more. I don't know if you notice how verse 1 Begin, give thanks to the Lord. So if we are to give thanks, then where must we give thanks? Some of you are jumping ahead, you overachievers. Where must we give thanks? So we miss this in the English sometimes. But, but let me translate, let me give you a good, solid, grammatically incorrect English translation of verse 1. Are you ready? This is my personal translation, you'll see why. The best reading is this, all y'all give thanks to the Lord for he is good. It's a third person plural command. It's not you singular give thanks. It's all y'all. This is a southern writer, southern Israel. Say all y'all give thanks at all times. This was meant to be done in public. Thanksgiving should be a public expression of our faith in Jesus Christ. That's that's what's going on here in the psalm. Now, let me be candid with you. There are much more individual psalms of praise than communal psalms. This is a communal psalm. But I think this is what God is showing us. Thanksgiving always begins in the individual heart, but it will always manifest itself in the group. It's almost as if Thanksgiving starts in one heart, but it spreads to everyone else. You know, I, I just believe God means Thanksgiving to be, to, to, to spread. I see in the Word that thanksgiving, gratitude, is meant to be spread. It's not meant to hoard or not meant to stifle. It is meant to be spread. And we often hear of people spreading gossip, don't we? There's a lot of things you can spread. You can spread peanut butter. You can spread jam. You can spread gossip and slander. But we never hear of people spreading thanksgiving, do we? And I don't know, as I was reading this, and I just, I guess the Holy Spirit was working on my mind, and I, I said, Lord, I want to be a person that Satan says about me. There he is again, spreading thanksgiving. I, I want to be a thorn in the enemy's flesh for thanksgiving. Can you imagine when we gather, if Satan says, there goes Brad again, giving thanks to God, and we've got to stop him because it's going to spread. I believe that when we give thanks to our Heavenly Father, the demons shudder. Because they want us to spread gossip. They want us to spread our ideologies. But Satan does not want you to spread your thanksgiving for what God has done. Because he knows that when you utter it in public, it will spread. It's meant to. It's designed to. I just want to be... A person where gratitude spreads out of my life in public. And can you see the scene? So imagine going to the temple and people are coming. Remember, this is a, this is a hymn of worship. So they are coming into worship with some of them have little doves because they're sacrificing that. Some have larger animals. So there are steady streams down the row and they're going to the altar and they're giving thanks to God. Over and over again, people are coming to the altar and they're giving thanks and they're saying, Lord, thank you for forgiving forgiving me of my sins. Here's my sin offering. Lord, thank you for healing me of my skin disease. Here's my offering. Lord, thank you for... Letting me fulfill this vow to you. Here's my peace offering. And over and over again, they're giving thanks and giving thanks and giving thanks. How could the community of faith not be thankful when people are streaming to the altar and they're giving thanks to who God is? What a glorious picture. And this is not just an Old Testament issue. Hebrews 24 and 25 says, it says this, when we gather together, provoke, you know, like you used to do your sister, right? When you were in grade school, provoke one another to love and to good works. I like that. You're allowed to provoke each other. But we provoke one another. We stir up love and good works in the community of faith. Hey, church, Thanksgiving spreads. God designed it that way, and I want to be a spreader of gratitude. So let's break our silence again. We're going to read Psalm 107 with the hopes that it spreads to others in our gathering. Psalm 107 verse 1. Let's read it together. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. We give thanks to in praise, we give thanks in public, but we also present our thanks. Now, for you overachievers who wanted to jump to the two part, here you go, right? Did you hear how the verse began? Give thanks to the Lord. See, God is reminding his holy people that thanks is given, it is not withheld. Did you catch that? Give thanks. He didn't say hoard thanks. Stop thanks. Hide thanks. God says, give thanks. We are never meant to repress our thanksgiving. I began to look at this and and ask myself, what, what could you and I ever give God that he would want? Think about that. Lord, here's my prize cowbell for you. God's going to say, really? That's what you brought me. God, here's my cattle. And God says, look at the hills. I have more than you could ever imagine. God, here's my money. Or God, here's my service. God, here it is. There's a lot of things that we can give God, but there are certain things in Scripture that we know when we give Him, He accepts joyfully. One of those things is found right here. Give him your thanksgiving. What could we ever give the creator of the universe that he would want? It's like you go into a thrift store and finding something that was discarded in the rubbish bin and saying, God, look what I found you. And he's gonna say, Good try, but I don't need that. But when you give Him your thanks, God says, I receive that with joy. Church, present your thanks to the Lord. To give something means to freely transfer it. It means you give with a, a free heart. It's as if the psalmist was thinking and looking at the, the offering at the temple. You see, the heart of gratitude is the free heart. God will never twist your arm to give Him thanks. And God will never twist your arm to come to faith in Him. That's why we say that the gift of salvation is a free gift. It's there. God sent His only Son, but you have to receive it by faith. And in like turn, you don't give your faith begrudgingly. You give your thanks because you have been freed by the blood of Of the Lamb. And in essence when we give him our thanks. We're saying this. When we present our thanks to him. We're saying this. We say God. You don't owe me anything. But I freely praise you. Because you give me what I don't deserve. It's a free sacrifice. When you give thanks. When you present thanks. Thanks, you are acknowledging your dependence upon the creator of the universe. That's a word that we don't like to hear, is it? Well, I don't need anyone. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. I am independent. No one can tell me what to do. Well, the Christian doesn't have the right to use that language. Because the Christian is saying, God, I want you to tell me what to do. Because you lead me in righteous paths. When I'm going and drinking the the dirty water, you lead me beside quiet streams. When I'm trying to eat the nasty grass, Lord, you are leading me to green pastures. God, when I am walking off the cliff, you lead me not into temptation. For the Christian, we want God to lead us. We want God to speak to us. And so we say with a free heart, God, I desire to depend upon you. Why can we say that? Because Jesus is the most trustworthy person that you will ever know in your life. Every single person in the world will let you down. But Jesus will not. Your boss will, your pastor will, your spouse will, your significant other will, your child will. You fill in the blank. But Jesus will never let you down. He is fully dependable. He is the rock that you can stand on. We must depend upon Him. So when we present our thanks freely... When we present our thanks in a way that says, God, you have given me what I I don't deserve. Lord, I give you glory and I give you honor. I depend upon you. God hears that thanksgiving. So we're going to break our silence again. I don't know if you've heard of this verse. Psalm 107, verse 1. Let's read it again together. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His The love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. Present your thanksgiving. But we also see this. There's another reason why we should give thanks. It is public. It is praise. It is presented, but it also is with purpose. I don't know if you heard how Psalm 107 verse 1 says it. Give thanks to the Lord. On five different occasions, as we look through here, the chorus calls worshipers to give thanks to the only one who is worthy of receiving thanksgiving. Verse one, give thanks to the Lord. We see later on. Verse 15, for instance, let them give thanks to the Lord. Verse 21, let them give thanks. Thanks to the Lord for his faithful love. Five different times a psalmist is drilling home to us. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. And where do we give thanks to? To the Lord. He is the object of our thanksgiving. You probably hear the echo of your parents. Yeah, I believe that thanksgiving is a natural and a sociological phenomenon. You probably can hear your parents or your guardians saying to you, even when you were young, when someone would give you some candy. Or maybe when someone would give you that spider ring from Chuck E. Cheese. And they would they would always tell you, right? What do you say? And the right response is thank you. And if it was an adult, you better say sir or ma'am. Because that's where it goes down at least in my house right so we are taught we naturally know that thanksgiving is a good thing but i believe that just being thankful is is what i call a lower room thankfulness think of it like a two-story house everyone comes in on the ground floor right So we we know, we all know, whether you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, where you would say, well, I'm not a Christ follower. I believe everyone feels like they should be thankful in some aspect. That's lower level. I'm thankful for the turkey. Lower room thankful. You should be thankful for that. I'm thankful for my ball team. Lower level thankfulness. I'm thankful for the good grace. There's a lot of things that we could be thankful for. See, the world teaches us be thankful for what you have. But for the Christian, I believe there's a a deeper level. I call that upper, upper room thanksgiving. Upper room gratitude. Where we are called not only to be thankful for something, but we are called to be thankful to someone. There's a difference. I think everyone's thankful for, but very few people are thankful to. Think about it this way. When the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples, what room were they found in? They weren't in the lower room, were they? Now, how did they get to the upper room? They had to go through the lower room and they had to climb the stairs. See, I I believe the Holy Spirit works in us when we are in the upper room. I think that's the point where we go from being thankful for to now thankful to Saying, God, it is you. It is by your hand. God, you are the one who gave this. So I will be thankful to you. You are the object of my thankfulness. That's why G.K. Chesterton says, a quote I used last week. The worst moment for an atheist is when he is really thankful and has no one to thank. To say, man, I'm really thankful for what I have. But I have no one to give thanks to. So have you been stuck in the rut of staying on the lower room, the lower floor? I believe in this psalm, God is calling us upward. He's calling us to to thank Him. Because as we see in this psalm, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but in verse 3, they're thankful to God because He gathered them from lands that were far off. Anyone thankful that God gathered you away from your sin and back into eternal life? We see in this psalm, they're thankful because some wandered in the desolate wilderness. Some were hungry and thirsty. Some cried out to the Lord. And He led them by the right path to go to a city where they could live. Anyone been hungry and God satisfied them? Anyone been tired and God redeems you? That's upper room gratitude, right? We see in this Psalm that Psalm in verse ten sat in darkness and in gloom. Anyone had a dark day? In here? They were prisoners in cruel chains because they rebelled. They're saying, God, I sat in a dark day and it was my faults. But in verse thirteen they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. And over and over again, they are giving thanks to God because he did what only he could do. Only Jesus can break chains in your life. Only Jesus can lead you out of your darkness and your sin into everlasting light. This is upper room gratitude. And that's where we need to be as the people of God. So we're going to break our silence again. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but Psalm 107 verse 1. We're going to read it together. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. I just believe, I don't know this to be true, but I believe that every time we say that, Satan is doing this. La, 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 la. Because... The realms of darkness know that gratitude in Jesus Christ spreads like wildfire. Psalm 107 is a communal call to worship. Really, Psalm 107, verse 1, is the people's amen. They're coming to the sanctuary and they're saying, God, thankful. we're thankful for what you have done. But the truth is, not everyone will be thankful. We didn't read verse 8. I want to read it right now. It says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for His faithful love and His wondrous works for all humanity. Did you know that the spiritual truth is that everyone has something to be thankful for and someone to be thankful to? But not everyone will be thankful. John 3.16 says it this way. For God so loved the world that he gave. And let's stop at the world. That is God's way of saying God so loved all of humanity. There's not a single person in the world that God did not love. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So that whosoever believes will not perish But have everlasting life. You see everyone has something to be thankful for. But not everyone will be thankful. Jesus died on the cross for every person. But not all will receive the gift of eternal life. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you say well I've never by faith put my hope in Jesus. Why not today? Because I believe you are here Because God wants you to be here. To hear the gospel message that, yes, you are dead in your sins, but through Christ you can be made alive. You say, well, how do I do that? How do I put my trust in Jesus Christ? It's it's by a personal prayer of faith in the only one who can give you life. Jesus Christ. And your prayer could sound something like this. God, I know that I have failed you. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sin. Thank you that he rose again. Lord, I believe that. And today I want Jesus to be my personal Lord and Savior. I turn from my sin. I will follow you. For the repentant heart, you know what God says to that? I thought you would never ask. Romans 10 says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Would you give your life to Jesus today? Don't miss a chance to be thankful to someone. Because I want to get to heaven and I want to be able to tell God, God, I'm thankful that I broke my silence. I don't want to look God in the face and say, God, I was thankful, but I just wanted to keep quiet. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do, Baptist Church, today. Just hang with me. We're going to sing a song of response. And for those of you who heard Psalm 107, 1, where it says, All y'all give thanks out loud. I'm going to ask you to either sing really loud or to give public thanksgiving when we sing. If you are thankful for anything during our time of response, would you verbalize that? And I hope that during our time of response that our giving thanks would rise to the heavens. I pray that it would be sweet music in the ears of our Father and it would be the worst song that hell has ever heard. So we're going to give thanks. We're going to do it boldly and do it loud because God says give. And I want to give what God says give. I'm going to ask you to do two more things this week. So right now we're going to give thanks loudly. In a non-Baptist way. But this week, would you wake up every day and thank God for something in your life? Not lower level stuff. Upper room thanksgiving. Would you say, God, I'm thankful for, but I'm more thankful to. And then every day this week, would you message someone? Or would you call someone or tell them face to face? I am thankful to you because of this. Every day, thank God. Every day, thank someone else. Because I believe Thanksgiving spreads. And there's a lot of things that we can spread that stink. But I want to spread righteousness. and Be known as a community where we spread the hope that we give thanks to God. So I'm going to pray. If you've given your life to Christ today, if you want to know more, I'll be down front. If you want to come pray. But I am foolish enough to believe that we have a lot to be thankful for today. And I want heaven to know about it. So we're going to give you the opportunity to be thankful for what God has done and for who He is. Father, we thank You, Lord.